0: Welcome to part two of my way-too-long public talk on Kanye West and the Gospel. If you are tuning in fresh without listening to episode one, I spent the first half of the talk introducing Kanye's back catalogue and kind of his story up until now, including hit singles like Jesus Walks and explaining the magnum opus that is my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. In part two, I try to emphasize the idea that it's very easy to judge someone like Kanye based on individual events or individual controversies. I just wanted to share kind of the overarching narrative that has brought us to this point and what we can learn from it, whether you call yourself a Christian or not. uh, The fact that someone in Kanye's position is able to rap and sing about these things and bring some gospel, real gospel, back into hip hop, and I guess just pop culture in general. I think it's a fascinating thing, and definitely something worth uh, paying attention to. So again, I apologize for the poor audio quality, but here it is: episode two, part two of Kanye West and the Gospel. So there's a new transformation happening and that's what I'm trying to emphasize is that we're interested in the story,
1: man. we're interested in the narrative and again, just visualizing it um, graphically, being your maths teacher and all <laughs> we have here the word count corresponding to the spiritual Christian themes and here we were grafted against his uh, life events you could say. So this is before Jesus he was released. Here we have his mom passing away. Here we have his instant of tailsuit with the MTV VMAs, and here his family life sort of comes in. Uh, this kind of drops down because these uh, albums are only seven soft each. but now he has four kids, and you can see now that Jesus is King released. The count, the word count is obviously much higher, and this is kind of the Sunday Service um, time of his career, and he's now I think he's like 46 or something. So he's well into life, he's past the stage of like girls and money and partying, and he's really searching for something. He's searching for peace, he's searching for redemption for his past sins. He's openly said he regrets a lot of stuff he's done, and these days he refuses to sing any songs of his that had ghost words in them. So he's really searching for something, and by no means is he perfect, like the MAGA hat, his comments on slavery, he hangs out with Joe Austin. Like, there are problems. <laughs> there are problems with what he's done and doing. But, like I said, I'm interested in the overarching story. And I've used this verse before, and even when I wrote a genius about it. But the verse stands out regarding Kanye's story. And it kind of also is the Amy's idea of the now and not yet. Like, living in that in between. So Romans 7 says, I, as Paul wrote, for I do not understand my own actions. I do, not, I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. So that thing comes up a lot throughout Kanye's lyrics, especially in the latter stages of his career. So the life of Pablo, as we said, Pablo Spanish for Paul. Uh, Kanye kind of not equated himself with Paul, but he was inspired a lot by Paul at that time. Mm-hmm. Kind of at like the early stage, was fully uh, possible. So in many ways, Kanye's story reminds me of the modern day Paul story. From the old uh, kind of persecuting or lost kind of soul and now he's going through transformation and now he's like a renewed, spiritually awakened Paul, the life of Carlo, as they say. Uh, the other two verses that I think of when I think about Kanye, I don't that's what I'm uh, and this is kind of in regards to the way that many Christians would judge someone like Kanye's position, doubting his um, authenticity in the situation. And this is uh, Jesus telling the story of uh, the person who had a lot of debt, and then the guy was being forgiven a lot of debt, and the prostitute was washing his feet. Is that one? Is that? One, huh? uh, Luke seven. Therefore, I tell you, the person is the woman's sins, which are many forgiven, for she loved much, but he who is forgiven little loves the little. And similarly, um, the Pharisees were probably about Jesus as usual. And uh, when Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, are came. But those who are sick are came not to call the righteous but sinners. So it's not like Khan his position with all those temptations. everything. Um, he knows what it's like to go through that. He's been through it. And he's been grappling with it for a long time. At some points he came into it, but now he's seeking that redemption. And I think that's kind of the really cool idea of the overarching narrative. Not just to pick on particular moments of someone's life, but to understand where they've come from, and try to think about where they're going, where they could be going, as for ourselves. And lastly, I just want to bring up the idea that these songs that Kanye is releasing now basically make up a modern day psalm book. Uh, he's expressing joy, he's expressing uh, confusion, he's expressing hope, he's expressing hopelessness, all of us. In the same way that David did all the psalmists did back right? uh all those thousands of years ago. So in the same way that Kanye has a song called The Father Stretch My Hands, part one, part two, um, you know, the psalmist that also scenes things similarly those years ago. And just to contrast with this song. So, Jesus' King was released last year, and at Christmas he released an album called Jesus Is Born, which was purely the choir arrangement. So, there's no rapping, it was just this choir, they had a whole album. I highly recommend it, there's no um, rapping on it, so if you don't like wrapping in this one, it's nice. Um, and you can't forget, really he repurposes old material into gospel songs. So, he's this is good. Come straight from the psalm. You just read it, right? Father, I stretch my hands to Thee. No other help I know. My Lord, my Lord. My blessings, we've actually counted them all, as countless as the stars. My Lord, my Lord. So when you look up these songs and the credits, it says written by Kanye West, produced by Kanye West, mixed by Kanye West. So there is that genuine expression of of joy, and even Kanye fans that aren't Christians. They cannot deny the fact that they haven't seen this happen in a long time. So it's an outpouring of joy that you can really hear these performances. And um, this is a, a really good song that you should look up. It's called Ultralight Beam. And it's kind of inspired by the story of Paul, actually. So Ultralight Beam is a reference to Saul traveling to Damascus, being blinded by the light. So Kanye has a song from ultralight being that he has repurposed again for this multiple choir. And it goes to like this, I'm trying to keep the faith, we are an ultralight being. This is a god dream. This is everything. And when you listen to it, it's um, it's really quite moving. Um, side note, with the passing of Kobe Bryant last night, uh, Kanye actually to the memorial service um I think in Wyoming or LA, probably LA. And uh, they did a rendition of this, it was quite moving, they got that a pass this Uh, About that, so if you want to look it up, it's on Kim Kardashian's uh, Instagram story. (laughs) (laughs) You don't hear that in church too much. (laughs) So um, that's a little side note, but uh, I just want to challenge you guys to
0: to not be, I guess, so quick to judge.
1: To think about the fact that there is always a story that leads up to this point, and the story isn't finished. Just like Amy was saying, the ruins it's not an end, you know, you can always, always point to something else and so as you can see here, like, everyone is just captivated by the moment and the gospel choir is something else, like a hundred people singing all in harmony uh, dancing, clapping, uh, it's, it's really inspiring uh, this is the Coachella uh, performance on a small ones I just want to leave with this footage um, as Kanye was searching for kind of redemption, uh, salvation, someone to help him through his life. Uh, he also, is quite passionate about prison reform. <laughs> okay, Kim Kardashian also does a lot of prison reform work. But uh, there was this uh, really cool uh, video that was released last year. Uh, he actually took this choir to a prison in Houston, Texas. So I'll just leave you uh, with this uh, short video and then we'll turn some time for the questions.
0: So yeah, regardless of where you stand on kind
1: of politics, or his music, I think he's doing something really special, something really interesting. And it's moving the culture, like people are talking about the gospel, Jesus is King, trans on Twitter, whether uh, they're talking negatively or positively about it, people are talking about Jesus. And um, yeah, it's a uh, really interesting time, exciting time to be involved in that uh, movement. Phase.
0: So if you want to follow me on Instagram,
1: there's the, uh, there's the tag. <laughs> If not, I'll take any questions you have. And thank you for your attention. No questions. I heard there's an expo in the (laughs) US. Yes? I I have a question. I heard... I think I heard you say that he's not singing any of his old stuff that's got the bad language in it. But I feel like I heard somewhere that he's he is singing it, but just changing the words. So is he doing like what is he doing with his old stuff? Yeah. So uh, even just now that in the prison, so he said that was Jesus walks, and there was a line in Jesus walks where he says uh, we're not trying to convert atheists to believers. But now in 2019, 2020, he changed that line, and now he says we are trying to convert atheists. So certain lines like that where he actually just changes the entire meaning, not just the words themselves. Uh, uh, there are like songs that are quite vulgar, uh, and he just doesn't perform those anymore. The whole of Jesus is King, Jesus is born, there's no swearing on them. Uh, and that's why people like old hardcore Kanye fans are a little bit worried like, regarding his future tours, if he's going to play his old music anymore. Uh, they don't really know, because Kanye just does whatever but the fact that he changes his lyrics he kind of also takes some um, old hits like he talked about uh, Nirvana, uh, like Sia, other artists' songs, and he changes them to be kinda of, like Christian. Like, it sounds really corny, cool, but it actually sounds, it turns out really really cool, really nice, because people hear these melodies they're familiar with. Um, like like the old El Fitado songs, like songs from the two thousands. So he kinda of changed the lyrics to group uh, I guess like root purpose and reimagine them for not just for the words, but for a whole new meaning to show that uh, his home. Yep. So first of all, thanks very much. I um, was looking at this quite a bit over Christmas and uh, watched a few videos about it and, and uh, he's really quite confused, mm-hmm. really, because um, it seems to be that he's um, legit, what he's doing, but he's done so many things which I think have taken away from his credibility over the years and it's yeah. hard to, to know what's going on. Um, but I just want to ask him about his mental health. Um, is he back on his meds? Do you know about that? And what is his, what is his mental health issues other than bipolarism? Uh, so, he, on this album, uh, Yay, the blue one over here, I don't know if you can see it in the green text, but he overlaid the photo of the Wyoming Mountains um, with the text that says, I hate being bipolar, it's awesome. So, that became, that became a bit of a tagline amongst uh, Kanye fans because it obviously Classic kind of bit, talking cheeky, a little cheeky. Um, but it kind of illustrates that you're being bipolar. It's like, ooh, it's whatever, Up down up down up down. Regarding his meds, as far as I know, he's off often He doesn't want to take them, um, take them more. He felt a spark of his creativity. He felt like he was himself. And um, I guess people kind of say because he's mentally ill now, he's a Christian. <laughs> Yeah, so he's always man, he's the happiest he's ever been, he's just trying to do his do thing um, and uh, yeah, there are some good people around him Like, I did joke about the job Post thing and um, there is an upcoming, if you're reading about it, Christmas, he's speaking at a, well, he's performing at a big US rally where a lot of quite high profile anti-LGBTQ speakers are speaking and a lot of uh, hip-hop bands were quite upset because Kaine, like I said in the early days, he was one of the first rappers to say it's not cool to use the word, uh, the FAG word. It's not cool to use all these homophobic slurs and rap music. He was one of the first ones to do that. And so a lot of people are upset because 20 years later, now he's like rapping alongside these creatures who are quite anti LGB uh, community, anti queer. Um, so there are a lot of paradoxes within Kaine and the man. And yes, that's obviously an ongoing discussion. But uh, what I try to do, is always Tricky, this question is like the, the art versus the artist, and what's he expressing? Like, in that moment, when he writes the song, what's he feeling? What's he going through? And through that, we can take something.
0: Like, obviously, we can't judge his heart. I don't know Kanye personally,
1: um, although I did get I that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know Kanye personally, only God can judge ultimately. But what we have are a songs. There's other stuff, yeah, that's um, really hard to, to grapple with and can't even discuss this all the time. And whether it's just a because he's bipolar, whether he's doing it because he likes, he's quite contrarian, he'll do it kind of with purpose to troll his fans. Um, that, that was me thing of the Trump thing. That why, why? He literally said, why, because I'm black, I should be a Democrat. I'm just, I'm just mean, I am going to do, going to do me, and I'm, I'm not going to do anything any, with any expectations. So part of that could be why he's kind of going, you know what, I'm going to go perform this thing because ever since I should That's also characteristic me through his history. Um, but yeah, it is hard to separate that. Um,
0: so I try to focus on the lyrics at least because that's what you can discuss concrete and objectively. And the other stuff, I think, you just have
1: to decide for yourself whether you take it credit or not. I think it's quite interesting that he's, uh, if he's off his meds. So he's dealing with his mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Through through strengthening of faith. Mm -hmm. And maybe his family as well. He seems to be very, very focused on his family. Yeah, he has four kids now, uh, and as far as we know, the kid's quite a solid mother, despite her class. Uh, Their kids are named North, uh, Saint, Psalm, and Chicago. So they kind of like gone to the Chicago, I think was the third or second, so Saint, Psalm. They're trying to be quite legit. What I was saying before that like, there are good people around are kind of like when you think that he was gonna the church, you you when you hear that, you think he can like mega megachurch, like flashy, like you know, really cool, trendy. But actually the guy that he kept with is this really nerdy white guy in like some suburb of um, Calabasas. Like it was a legit reformed kind of style church. And then after that he started getting connected with all these mega churches. So there seems to be some sort of foundation. Um, but in terms of what we see from the outside, it's just um, hard to juggle. Really what is your favorite song and why?
0: My favorite song is Kanye West's.
1: Uh, my favorite album is definitely this one. This is kind of like gateway into hip hop, to be honest. Before this, I was a straight up punk. I didn't like uh, rapping. I was an emo kid before this. But this album um, it actually opened up my ears. I thought it would be like really really deep, really interesting. Um, so there's a song here, it's kind of a classic, uh, it's called Runaway. Um, that's the song that was filmed in Prague. Um, it had, um, I think, the Prague Valley something was involved. because the Streets of Prague. You look play I mean? So Runaway is a really good song. Um, I played Jesus Walks at our wedding. Um, it's a prelude. Uh, Life of Pablo, and ultralight band. to right. <laughs> yeah. Can you do a talk on Justin Bieber as well? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of putting Justin Bieber on the slide about how we judge uh, Christians in high places. I, I go with it. A bit of a uh, Justin Bieber problem as well. And, actually, yeah. uh, okay, stay tuned. Coming in a few months. <laughs> so Justin Bieber. He doesn't have to be while we well <laughs> coming in this year, so it's
0: Thank you for listening. That was my way too long lecture on Kanye West and the Gospel. If you want to read more about it, you can check out the blog at deadset.press. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the usual channels. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think. If there's any comments or questions, maybe I am completely wrong and we shouldn't be listening at all to people like Kanye. Or maybe I'm not wrong. Who knows? Thank you for listening.